Hello, how are you guys doing? How's your week? How's your month? It is Johnny, your host from Johnny's Book Reviews, a site to help inspire you guys to go read. So go read. To be honest with you, the answer to that question for me, I don't know how I've been. I've literally been on the go for the last month and a half, two months, and it's just been go, go, go with everything, with uh, you know driving or getting everything ready for the bookstores that I've been working at, and then also with setting up this podcast and getting more episodes out to you guys and getting more reviews out and writing more reviews. It's just been absolutely insane. My mind is going 100,000 miles per hour. And to be honest with you, I don't think I will really reflect on this part of my life really well until probably springtime where I can just calm down a little bit. But I don't know. We will see. To be honest with you, right now, I feel really good. I feel really great. I'm really kicking it off. And I think the big problem for me is being more consistent. And I think that's uh, the big thing that I've been working on and trying to be a little bit better on. Other than that, yeah, it's been it's been pretty good. Uh, to be honest with you, with everything, how the fuck am I doing it? And I'll tell you how. Number one is reading. But not only that, specifically reading some uh, romance books. I've been reading a lot of Colleen Hoover books. And so I'm going to be ranting about that today. Specifically over Reminders of Him, which came out in January of 2022. I'm going to be reviewing that, discussing what I liked about it what I didn't like about it, and uh, any lessons that I got from the book. So, so yeah, get your popcorn out, get whatever you need, your chocolate, and uh, let's fucking dive into this episode. So before we begin, let's talk about real estate. It's a really good passive income, but how do you get into real estate? You have to buy the property and deal with annoying tenants. Who wants that, really? What if you could buy into a portfolio an account that buys the properties for you and handles the tenants? Is that such a thing? Yep. It's called a real estate index fund. But I use Fundrise as this company is one of the better real estate index funds out there. You can start as little as $5. And if you use my referral link, you get $25. HTTPS slash slash Fundrise.com slash R slash OPR. 3ZP. Again, it's fundrise.com slash R slash OPR 3ZP. You'll get a $25. I'll get $25 as well. But the main point is that you're going to be setting up a real awesome real estate portfolio risk fee. You don't have to worry about the tenants. You don't have to worry about Buying the property, they have properties, commercial warehouses, and multi-million dollar apartment complexes. When you invest into this account, you're buying shares specifically into those buildings and those properties that they own. Now, once you buy or put money into the account, diversifies it into all the properties that they own. So again, use my referral link, sign up. And get started with real estate today. Again, my referral link is fundrise.com slash ROPR3ZP. Again, the referral link is OPR3ZPR. All right, first off, who is Colleen Hoover? And I'm going to give you guys a little paragraph from a New York Times article that just came out on October 9th 
2022. And this article, it was written by Alexandria Alter, and it's how Colleen Hoover rose to rule the bestseller list. So this is the uh, article and what it says in there. Uh, a couple paragraphs. So making the bestseller list. Hoover grew up in Saltillo, a small town about 90 miles east of Dallas. Her, her earliest memories from when she was two, she woke up one night to her father yelling and saw him throw a television set at her mother, knocking her down, which kind of formed the, the premise behind uh, It Ends With Us book. And, you know, her personal perspective on that uh, really shows in that book. And then a state agency that offers nutrition counseling. In 2011, when her youngest son was seven, he was cast in a play at a local theater. Hoover borrowed her mother's laptop to entertain herself during his rehearsals. Watching slam poetry videos on YouTube gave her an idea for a novel about a lonely teenage girl who discovers slam poetry. She shared chapters with family members and friends. Her boss at the nutrition center, Stephanie Cohen, loved it so much that she took some casework for Hoover allowing her to write during the day. In January of 2012, Hoover uploaded the book Slammed to Amazon's self-publishing platform. She called me one day and said, Mom, six people I don't know bought the book. Hoover's mother, Vinoy Fite, recalled that the next day it was 60 people. When the trickle of sales turned into a flood, publishers pounced. Hoover signed with the literary agent Jane Dystow and sold rights to her first two novels to Atria. Atria made an offer on her third novel, but Hoover liked the freedom of self-publishing and released it herself. It hit number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Atria later required the rights. Heath, her husband, started watching their boys so Hoover could write, and she hired Cohen, her former boss, to help run her business. I still call her my boss, Hoover said. She runs our whole life, and I don't spend a penny without her permission. So after Slam, she wrote more than 20 books, jumping from young adult romance to erotica to a thriller. But it was in 2020 with the pandemic that Hoover's sales really started to pick up. That spring, Hoover made five of her ebooks free. Readers devoured the free novels and started buying her entire backlist. Hoover thought it was a fleeting moment, but it persisted. Novels that were years old popped back on the bestseller list. We were like, where is this coming from? Said Melanie Igalasaros Perez, Hoover's editor at Atreya. That's when we started to see the TikTok videos. It was better publicity than anyone in sales or marketing could have engineered, she said. Neither Hoover nor her business manager, Cohen offered exact sales figures, and the total is hard to calculate since royalty rates are different for self-published books, and she spreads her titles across several publishers, but there's no question her books, now carried by chains like Walmart, Sam's Club, and Costco, have made a fortune. Collectively, Hoover's publishers have sold more than 20 million copies. I used to get excited if I went to a bookstore and saw a paperback. Now I walk into a Barnes and Noble and they have a Colleen Hoover table. Hoover told me it's insane. And again, this is from the New York Times article called How Colleen Hoover Rose to Rule the Bestseller List. And this is by Alexandra Halter. Now, I would definitely check out that New York Times article. It is fucking great. What really ultimately happened here, and I talked about it in the article, is that 
she started out with nothing. No social media platform at all. No fans. But then a lot of people started reading her first book, Slant. And then that first book actually made her quit her full-time job as a social worker and then become a full-time writer. And then now she does that as a living. Uh, She lives comfortably and now is able to provide for her family as much as possible. It's pretty cool. I honestly love her story of, or I love this story where she had no followers, no, wasn't a celebrity, no one knew her, and then now everyone knows her. And that's just fucking fabulous, and I I really love that story. It's pretty crazy, too, is that her newest book that came out on October 18th, 2022, and I did just review that, that book came out. And on the first day, it sold 800,000 copies. Let me say that again. The book sold 800,000 copies in the first day. Now, to bring you in comparison to this, Barack Obama's new book, which is a biography, by the way. I haven't been able to read it, but that book in the first day sold only 860,000 books or copies on the first day. And that was the president. The president sold 860,000 copies. Colleen Hoover was only $60,000 or 60,000 copies short of overpassing Barack Obama's copies that he sold. That is fucking insane. And you know who's Colleen who the fuck is Colleen Hoover? She's just a writer, most prolific writer out there. And this new book, It Starts With Us, really sold a lot. And a lot of people were expecting it, were anticipating it, and you can tell. Uh, It is absolutely insane. And it's crazy how she started out. And, you know, it, it comes out to a full circle, especially when you see the numbers for It Starts With Us. 800,000 copies sold in one day. It's hard for many authors to sell one, let alone let alone 800,000. To be honest with you, I don't think James Patterson has ever done that. And James Patterson is one of the most prolific authors out there. And that is just that just fucking makes me so happy. So that is Colleen Hoover. I just I can keep on talking about her. Uh she's just one of the top authors and I I really love how the the market for publishing the market for writing is not now ruled by men it's and now operated by women and women are making their way up there uh and then also several other people as well what's crazy now is that the publishing world and making books is not operated or ruled by men anymore and that's really cool there's several authors women and then also they and them are operating and kind of controlling now that publishing world. It's pretty cool because now the top sellers, the books that sell are not operated by males. And it's pretty cool to see that many other authors like women and they, them, transgenders, etc. are making their way up on top. And it's pretty cool to see a lot of these different authors getting their name out there and it doesn't have to be 
James Patterson, Lee Child, John Grisham, etc. Yeah, those are like kind of the top authors. Those are the authors that have been out there and a lot of people know them. But now a lot of other people are learning about all these different authors. And uh, it's pretty cool to see that. And I really enjoy seeing that happen, not only where I work, but also on social media as well. All right, what is this book about? So Kenna hasn't been to her town since her husband died because she's been in jail for a tragic mistake that actually killed her husband, Scotty. She has a kid, but she's never seen her because they took her right before she went to uh, prison. Now she's out of jail and wants to meet her kid. When she goes into town, no one really remembers her. However, there's a guy, Ledger Ward, at the bar that she goes to that catches her attention and then she'll soon find out that the guy, Ledger Ward, knows her daughter very well and was actually one of the people to take care of her daughter. So the biggest question is, will he forgive her and allow her to see her daughter? Or will he shut her out like everyone else has, specifically Scotty's family? So Scotty's family shuts out Kenna and actually really hates Kenna. So the biggest thing is, okay, will Scotty's family start to forgive Kenna or will they completely shut her out and try to get custody over Kenna's daughter and make sure that Kenna never sees her daughter ever again? Will that happen? You'll have to find out by reading this book. So read the book. So my review. To be honest with you, it was a good book. It was a solid book. But I got bored after 20 pages and actually stopped reading this book. I didn't think I was going to get back into it. But then I was like, okay, let's let's go back into it. And so I started reading it. And then it started picking up. And I started really liking it. And so so I, I started reading the book. The middle or the, the beginning caught my attention. The, the middle was kind of slow. And then it picked up at the end. And I enjoyed the, the ending. Now, to be honest with you, this is not my favorite Hoover book. As of right now, it is the it Ends With Us series books. It Ends With Us, and then also it starts with us. Uh, and again, I review those, both of them already on my podcast. So definitely check those out if you want to listen to those. But I review those, and basically those are my favorite books that I've read so far from Colleen Hoover. Now, I've only read five out of 24 books so far. So we will see what becomes my favorite after I'm I'm done reading all of the 24 books. That's going to be the next couple months where I'm going to be reading all of her books and reviewing them on this podcast. So stay tuned. I'm going to be reviewing all of them. And it starts with reminders of him. And then, of course, I'm going to be reviewing all the other ones that she has written. And then whenever she produces another one, which she has five scheduled with her publishers i am going to start reviewing those as well or what did i like there's a couple things so number one uh safe sex practices i fucking love this who talks about this hoover does but let's fucking go you know i think this is a huge plot hole that many romance authors don't put in their books why not it's a fucking big lesson and an idea that a lot of romance authors have to put in their book. I think by Hoover putting this in her books, it makes her completely different from all the other romance authors. And I love that. Hey, you know what? The romance authors, the other ones have missed out and Hoover didn't miss out. And I, I think this is a 
a very important topic to discuss about, but also to include. It's a big plot hole that a lot of romance authors have to put into their books. So the biggest questions that I get are like, okay, is the guy wearing a condom? Did they test? Did she take birth control? Etc. Right. And it's a lot of questions. And I'm like, okay. And those are the questions that I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, uh, what happens? But Hoover answers all of them and discusses them pretty well in her books. And I think that's very important. And this topic is very important because her readers are mostly in high school, college, and, you know, some other uh, group as well, or other groups. I mean, they're all all different ages, whoever reads uh, Hoover. But I think it's very important for not only teenagers, but also college students uh, to learn about sex, learn about safe practice sex, because honestly, they probably haven't been taught it. It's, it's great to know and get information about, you know, protecting from STDs, sexual transmitted diseases, especially if you have sex with multiple people, which I'm not judging if you do that, but that's, you know, that's a normal thing to do. And it's permanent. That can be really damaging for the person. And also some of them actually have chances or potential risk uh, that damages your chances of having a baby or being pregnant. And so that's a huge risk, and especially if you want a kid later on in your life, have protected sex. And then also helps with, you know, not getting pregnant, especially at a younger age in high school and then also in college. Uh, and then, of course, like if you want to get pregnant later on, that's totally fine. But I think, you know, having a kid very early, uh, I think it's good to prevent that as much as possible. It could happen again in the early ages or early stages, and that that does happen. But I, I think that if you wear a condom and have birth control, I think that's going to prevent the the causes of pregnancy a lot more. The second thing I like about this book specifically is that it's a different romance story. I love how this story was very different compared to all the other books that I've read. Uh, she hasn't repeated any stories yet in her books, which is pretty awesome. I think she's starting to have a theme around quickly ending her uh, books, but I've only caught that a couple times. But this one uh, was really good with the storyline, and I thought it was pretty powerful, actually. It was like a, a really good uh, realistic idea that could happen. And, of course, it goes down to the idea of forgiving. Will you forgive this person or not? It was pretty cool, and I can't wait to read the next couple, uh, 18 books to be exact, books out of her. And uh, we'll see what happens specifically with all the different books that she has written. She has a ghost story. She has multiple romance and erotica books. And then also she has a kind of like a psychological mystery thriller with Verity. And so I'm pretty excited with reading these books. I'm pretty excited as well with her announcement of more thrillers, more mystery books coming out in the next year, which is pretty fucking cool. I can't wait for that. So I think I really like her. I like her storytelling. I love how she does it. And she did a really good job specifically in this book, as well as the other ones that I've read as well. So what did I not like? Number one was kind of the middle. And also kind of was like the end too. So the thing is, 
with this book, I stopped reading it at page 20 because I knew exactly what was going to happen. I knew that she was going to get with the bartender. And I knew that they're going to fall in love, haplessly in love. And I knew that she was going to somehow find her way to her daughter some way, somehow. Obviously, she doesn't end her books in a very sad way. She ends it with a happy ending. So I knew that she was going to end it, the book in a in happy ending. So I was like, okay, then do I really need to read the book then? And so I thought, honestly, I, I would be good because honestly, I knew the entire storyline. I knew the entire plot line. I really didn't really need to read it. And to be honest with you, I really didn't need to read it. Uh, I mean, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Obviously, it had a lot of details, specifically on, you know, sex and the love story between Kenna and Ledger. And then, of course, it had that build up and that storyline and, you know, the twists and turns that Colleen Hoover has. It had that. I could have honestly stuck with my rule, stopped at page 20 put this book down and never touch it again so my rule is if a book does not carry my attention in the first couple pages usually sometimes it's usually the first couple pages sometimes it carries on like 10 20 pages or maybe even 50 pages it just kind of depends on the book like if it doesn't carry my attention and usually there's not a set amount of pages but sometimes like in a book i'll just stop reading it because it just fucking sucks and so for this one i stopped reading it because I knew kind of what the plot line was going to go. It wasn't really pertaining like, oh, this sucks. No, it was more or less like I knew what the plot line was going to go toward. And that kind of made it boring for me, especially the middle part. Because I was like, okay, come on, let's pick it up a little bit here. But honestly, it wasn't bad. Again, I probably would have lived without reading the entire book. But that's just me. Now... Here's the thing, or with any other Colleen Hoover book that I come across that doesn't carry my attention, I'm actually going to stop reading it. I'm not going to continue reading the book. And I'll let you guys know specifically on what that book might be if if that does happen. Hopefully it doesn't happen. We'll see. Specifically on this one, it did. So I'm, I mean, I have 18 more books. I think one might have me, I, I might have a book that I don't finish, but we'll definitely see. There's a couple series, there's four series that Colleen Hoover has made. So I will definitely see what I'll do with those series. But again, I'll, I'll let you guys know specifically on this podcast and then also my Facebook page at Johnny's Book Review. So definitely check that out. So number two, romance. So this is a situation that I, I didn't like or didn't mind and so but i'm gonna just put it in the dislike section so it's the romance between ledger and kenna and it really happened really fast and i thought the love like occurred really quickly now of course it occurred over a couple months they started loving each other and they fell in love etc i honestly thought it was too quick but i mean honestly it can happen that way a lot of people fall in love very quickly it it, it does it does happen that way and it can happen in real life. And so not something that I like or dislike. So I'm not going to bash the book heavily on that part, you know, because it can happen realistically in real life where someone can fall in love very quickly. That's what I'd say about number two. Number three, I thought the ending was rushed. 
thought the ending was rushed. Hoover could have made another book or spread the ending out in 20 or 30 more pages. Everything built up 100 plus pages to a couple page summary. To be honest with you, I didn't really like that. I'm seeing a kind of trend with Hoover that she does this a lot in her books. Like it builds up and then all of a sudden she kind of wraps up everything in a nice little bow in like a couple pages. And I don't really like that. So I felt like the ending was rushed and I feel like she can really improve on that section. And I feel like she can spread it out a little bit more and not make it as abrupt as an ending provide a little bit more closure for people now i did just review november 9th and check out that review but i felt like that ending was it was very rushed and i felt like a sequel will actually make the book a lot better and i feel like you know most of her books she can turn into sequels and i i think she doesn't want them to, make, to be turned into sequels and so she kind of rushes it so that she can just finish everything up in one nice one book and so she doesn't have to make a sequel but the way she writes and everything like that it kind of leads into a sequel so i honestly think she should just write in the mindset of potentially writing another book or potentially just uh, elaborating a little bit more and kind of soothing out or smoothing out that ending any lessons in the book? And number one, and this is the only lesson I'll really talk about today, is safe sex practice. This does not only relate to heterosexual, but also homosexual, etc. This is very important. And I think the big one is get tested and then also wear a condom, especially when you're having gay sex uh, with a guy and a guy. Definitely should wear a condom. And then uh, for specifically with a heterosexual relationship and having sex, you know, wear a condom, get tested, get birth control between a girl and a girl definitely should get tested as well so these are all important uh especially when you're younger parents have to talk to their kids about this stuff not only with heterosexual uh relationship and having sex but also homosexual and discussing about all different gender identities etc it's very important because you know they might not only be interested in woman but they could be interested in men or not interested in anyone or etc so they're gonna actually try a lot of this shit so you better have, so they better have some knowledge on it I'm, i'll be honest with you you don't have to go full detail on it but the conversation should be open and you shouldn't be weird to discuss about it if the kid has questions they shouldn't be afraid to ask the parent so to make the conversation seem normal and a, and a casual conversation and it's going to make it a lot easier for the kid to ask questions and understand what to do if sex does come up with your kid. Now, I think that's a big thing is that the kid has to know specifically on what really they have to do with sex. I think there's a lot of questions, especially with the, the first time when a kid has sex, not only in high school, but also college, but also after college, right? Uh, that information has to be provided at a younger age for kids now i don't think it has to be provided that young but probably around 16 17 maybe even 15 and i think that uh conversation has to be brought up and you know i could get a lot of hate for that but i i, I honestly think that is a very important conversation to have because you know honestly for me uh my mom or my dad even didn't even talk to me about it and and to be honest with you i got my education through porn 
And porn is definitely not the best education I should get it from. Actually, it's the worst education to get it from. And so if I had someone else, you know, talking to me about it, you know, having these safe sex practices, that's definitely the better option than porn. Basically, what I'm trying to say here is definitely porn is not the best education where, you know, uh, the guy is going raw, doesn't have a condom on. You know, I think that's a horrible education and idea to bring up to a a person a young kid that is 14 years old where i actually uh, developed my porn addiction which was at 14 years old and you know i've been working on that for a long time i would have to say now i'm sober but it's been a long journey to get away from porn and I, I i will talk about porn in another episode it's not the right education especially for a younger kid to have that is it for this review over reminders of him thank you guys so much for listening but i discussed in this I discussed in this episode about my review for the book, and then I discussed what I liked about the book, what I didn't like about the book, and any lessons that I got from the book. All right. If you guys want to support this channel, definitely give me a follow and then also turn on the notifications. And then also, if you guys want to support this channel a little bit more, donate a dollar to $10 per month. It'll help out providing better reviews for you guys. And then also, if you guys want to check out my daily updates and my daily reviews, definitely check out my Instagram and Goodreads page at Johnny's Book Reviews. And then if you guys want written reviews specifically over the the podcast episodes that I've done, the reviews that I've done over the podcast episodes, definitely check that out at johnnysbookreviews.com. All right, thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll talk to you guys in the next one.